0: one, the last book of the Old Testament, verse six, Malachi chapter one, verse six, it says a son honored his father. even in the natural sense today you don't see that much anymore and a servant his master if then I be a father where is mine honor and if I be a master where is my fear saith the Lord of hosts unto you O priests that despise my name and you say Wherein have we despised thy name? You may be seated. We want to talk about the things to know about a good father. The things to know about a good father. Yes, it is Father's Day. Let us not forget our Heavenly Father. Every day is Father's Day. And He does not need a tie, a pair of socks, or a gift card for honor. What our Father is looking for is praise and worship. But is Father God really getting the honor he deserves today? Not only is God not being served and worshipped on Sunday, people who say they know him have slack praising him through the whole week. Mm. If God was worshipped as he should, there would be more participants worshipping on Sunday. Just tell it like it is. We want to receive from God now, but when it comes to giving, he gets put on hold. Wait. Let's define a natural man, just basically it is a man who gives a woman a child, just natural. To provide a woman with what is needed to carry a child is a man. But to provide a woman with what is needed to care for a child, that is a father. Mm. Mm. Some nicknames given to fathers on this earth is daddy, dad, pops, old man, Baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but a baby daddy is not the same as being a father. Amen. Amen. A baby daddy just provides a seed. A, a father provides for the seed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Can we have a point of understanding yeah. in the anatomy if you have seized the offer, you are male, no matter how you swing your arms and snap your fingers, okay? If you have eggs to offer, you are a female. No matter how many men you beat up or beat down. God does not see you as and did not create you as of them, of that, of they, or those. Or this. Fathers are supposed to protect, be supportive, and responsible. A good father does more than bring home a paycheck. A good father does more than just come home every night. A good father comes home and brings the children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He spends quality time when he can. He takes care of his wife. So a father's work also is never done. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Did you know at least 90% of men who are fathers know they are a father? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go on Maury. <laughs> and they know who their children are. Amen. But there are Far too many children who don't know who their father is. On a spiritual side, Father God knows who we are. In fact, the very hair of our head are all numbered. You know how many I done lost. (laughs) You know which ones is gray and which ones I try to cover up. But there is still a great percent of his children who don't truly know who he is. Did you know Satan is, has a father? Is a father? Amen. Did you know Satan is a father? Yeah. Listen to what Jesus told the Pharisees in John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Mm. Abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. So when you say the devil is a lie, he is. And the father of it. And if you're gonna go around lying, you're gonna be his son. But today, we want to bring up, bring out three qualities of a good father. He is a guide. He is a protector and he's a provider. A guide is one who shows the way and leads by example. Amen. One who advises and directs. One who steers the course. If there is one thing lacking in a child because of the absence of a father, is guidance. So many mothers are left to steer and guide boys in areas they have no experience in or experience with. I'm sorry, but it's sad when a man is found in the house with the child, but not in the child's life. A good father will take their children to church and not send them. I'm going to say that again. A good father will take them, not send them. A good father will teach their children. For the scripture says, train up a child in the way it should go. In order to train, you must spend time with them and know what needs to be taught which means you need to study to show yourself approved under God. A good father will advise his child whether they take the advice or not. And if they don't, he will be there to help them get back on track. A good father will not run out on them, but run to them. Listen to the guidance of God. Psalms 48 and 14. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Meaning, He will not leave us nor forsake us. Psalms also says, Thou shalt guide me with the counsel and afterward receive me to glory. then there is a protector. A good father will protect his own. To protect means to keep from attack, danger, or injury. If something goes amiss, a good father will be there. So let's look at how God guided and protected Israel on one case and situation. Exodus chapter 14. Starting at verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh The children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? If you can't be honest with me, be honest with yourself. Have you ever felt since you have been saved that you were better off before you got saved? Just be honest with yourself. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand. Have you ever thought, what is the use I had more fun before I got married, before I got saved, excuse me, married to God, Mm -hmm. more friends, Mm -hmm. more money, more adventure. That's what I had before I got saved, but all of a sudden here comes all these restrictions You can't do this and you don't do that. If it's going to be like this, why why'd I get saved? If I'd have known this. Anybody understand what I'm saying? As my son-in-law said, you were on the way to hell. And enjoying the ride. Mm. Not realizing where your final destination was going to be. But a father that loved you, who loves you, has not forsaken you, who's going to be with you until death, has always been guiding you, directing you, and protecting you from all hurt, harm, and danger. Some you've seen and something you didn't see. Listen to Israel in verse 12. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone? How many of y'all have said, Leave me alone? Mm -hmm. Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. Huh? Have you said. Leave me alone so I can do my thing. Let us alone. That we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Are you saying it was better that I die in sin than to die in Christ? So here is the Christian's complaint. I was good where I was, and here you come. Things have gotten harder since you came into my life. You should have just let me alone. Anybody ever thought that? Are you thinking, Seela? I was doing okay till you came. But if you're really thinking about it, you weren't doing okay. And as soon as something goes amiss, then you start calling on it. Yeah, amen. <laughs> e- even if you don't really, Lord, have mercy. Help me, Lord. Verse 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear you not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. Amen. But just as soon as we get freedom, we walk right back into bondage. Lord, help me out of this one. I don't know how many times, how many times the Lord put me on a job, and I'm enjoying that job, and then I just cut up out of my flesh. And where things was cool, it ain't cool no more. I said, Lord, just just find me another position. Just just get me out of this mess. And he does. And I get another position. And everything cool. And all of a sudden, flesh cuts up again. Oh, Lord, I need another position somewhere. Another department. I don't care, another plant. I didn't like that when I went to the truck plant. Lord, take me back! Any position! Again, and Moses said unto the people, Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall... See them again no more. Do you know if we would stand still and let let God do what he does, we would not see a lot of things that we've been seeing anymore? He says the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. That's one thing that we have a hard time doing is holding our peace. Let me give them a piece of my mind. You need to keep all the mind you got. If, if God is going to fight for you, it means you have to stand still and let go of the reins. You know how you, giddy up, giddy up, God, giddy up, giddy up. Now that, that don't work with God. You don't giddy him up. You sitting you down. When we lose the battle, it's, it's because we got in the way. Amen. Let me change that. <laughs> when we get in the way, we lose the battle. Yeah. We try to do it our own might and strength. You cannot lead God to victory. Amen. God leads you. To victory. You can't show God the way to heaven. It's because of God you have access to heaven. Look at verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will harden the heart of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. When we are still, God will not only show you what he will do, he will show you what your enemy will try to do. Sometimes it's so plain, you can see the wrong coming out. And all you got to do is be still. Sometimes you don't have to say nothing. Just be still. But we, I just got to say something. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. When we are still and we let God do it, he will not only get honor from us, but his enemies will learn who he is. And, you know, the, the world has got to know. Amen. See, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess who he is. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather do it now and know who he is and he know who I am. Look at verse 19. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. If we will be still, God can get between us and our enemy. (laughs) We saw a movie. We keep moving and stopping God from getting in between the situation. Every time we be still a minute, and here come God, and we we move back up in another situation. Be still. All we have to do is be still. Stop trying to fight for him or with him. You, you, you know, I, I mean, you know how I said too many, too many cooks in the kitchen? Some things, it just needs one person in the kitchen. Because if somebody else is in there, you in the way. You put the wrong thing in. See, when God is doing what he's doing, stay out the way. You can't help him fight. You ain't Samson, even he messed up. Allow God. To fight your battle. Allow him to do it for you. You just be still and see the salvation of God. Verse 20 says, and it, it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these. So that... The one came not near the other all the night. See, when God gets in between the matter, he doesn't get to you. You you can sit there, you can't, can't touch you. God was between Egypt and Israel. God is between you and the problem you seem to have. You got a problem? Mm -hmm. Let God get in between. You get out the way. Just be still. Don't do what you used to do. How, how How many remember how you used to be? Don't be that. Don't do what you always do. Don't do that. Don't get in your own flesh and understanding. Just be still. Don't get in between your problem and God. What happens when I get in between the problem and God? I may get a bigger problem. While he is guiding you, he is also protecting you. As a good father should. Not only guide, but protect. Look at verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. I want you to understand two things here. The east wind blew all night. Before they did anything, it blew all night. And it dried the land. So what is happening, what they're about to do, if you can just picture this, behind them is fire that they can't go back. And if they did, Egypt is right on the other side. To the left is a wall of water. To the right is a wall. I ain't talking about three inches. Y'all know, seas can be deep. This was the Red Sea. And he just brought it up. And the wind blowing dried the sea ground to where it's laying to walk on. Now understand how many I know. They they had some luggage, <laughs> huh? <laughs> they they was told back in the, you pack everything. They had some luggage. Okay. What did I leave off at? Verse twenty two, and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea. Upon what? Dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on the right and on their left. Let's look at what God did next. Because God not only guided us or guides us, but protects us and destroys our enemies while he does so. While I'm being guided, while I'm being directed, he's destroying. But I got to be still. Verse 23 saying, the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. See, God God said back then, he said, I'm going to get my glory from these three, right? How many have experienced in life your enemy and those that bother you don't know how to quit or leave you alone? Anybody ever had that problem? They will kick you while you're up and kick you while you're down and talk about you all day long. Okay, in verse 24. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud. You remember, there was... A, He was standing in between them. So God not only could look at Egypt, but he could also look at Israel. He knew how much of a start Israel needed before he let Egypt go. He didn't have no stopwatch either. Verse 25 says, and took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Are you seeing this? Let's remember again what it said in verse 21. The east wind blew all night and the ground was dry. Some claim the chariot sunk in the mud. But Moses and Israel was carrying things a lot more heavier than the chariots, so if they didn't sink into the mud, how the chariots are gonna sink in the mud? And you already heard that the ground was dry. There had to be more than the wheels in mud for the Egyptians to say, "The Lord fought it for them against the Egyptians." One writer says this burning them with lightning or tearing them, in, tearing them in pieces with thunderbolts. Another said some of their wheels were broken by the hailstones or burnt lightning with which it is likely their horses were so frightened that they fell into a disorder and one chariot running against another, some of the wheels were taken off. No matter what the case, they was on dry ground just like Israel. But they could not go any further. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength, when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. How I many I of you know... It's kind of, it's kind of difficult. You in in between, and all of a sudden the water starts coming down. You can't run fast enough. And I don't care who I outbeat running. I can't outbeat running God. Amen. My my my. And the waters returned and covered their chariots. And the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, there remained not so much as one of them. They all drowned. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall unto them on the right and hand on the left. Saints. That's what you call a true baptism. Every Egyptian that pursued was destroyed in the water. Every sin that we commit is destroyed in the waters of baptism. And washed by the blood of the Lamb. The problem they had, God drowned it out. The problem you have, let God drown it out. What can you have that God cannot drown out in your life? Can anybody tell me one thing? There's nothing too hard for God. Look at what the scripture tells us today in John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come? He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Whatever the spirit of truth hears from the father. He gives it to you. In the language that you understand. The spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. He has come. And he resides in us. He will guide us. Just like Israel was guided through the Red Sea, we have a guide through the cares of this world. The Spirit guides us into all truth. So what is truth? Thy word is truth. As we read the word, God's Spirit guides us in that word. Now the third point. A good father is a provider. He should be providing for his family. Provide means to furnish or supply. To make available and affordable. When God gave Eve Adam, God provided Adam with a place to stay. Adam had a responsibility Adam had a job. When Adam and Eve disobeyed and was driven from his present place, Adam had to find another place. He still had to work, even though it wasn't as easy. He still now had to provide. And when he became a father, he had to teach, he had to guide, he had to provide, and he had to protect and take care of his children. Listen to how God provides. As God delivered Israel from Egypt, God provided manna from heaven. Took them into a land that was better than where they were. Jesus provided for two multitudes. One received two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 men besides women and children. The other was seven loaves and a few fish. 4,000 men were fed besides women and children. But most of all, our Father sent us Jesus. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. John 6 and 41 says this. The Jews that murmured at him, Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. They murmured. But in verse 44, Jesus said, told them, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. That holds true even today. If the father does not draw you, you will not come. If you do not come you are none of his. If you are none of his, you will not be raised. And if you are not raised with him, you don't have eternal life. And if you don't have eternal life, you will spend eternity with your father, the devil. I'd like to leave this last passage of scripture with you. John five, twenty-two through 24 For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. You see why it's important that we we know Jesus? The Father done deal with all he's going to do. Salvation is in his Son. That all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. For he that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.